Hey guys, welcome to Review Without a Cause, the podcast where I review movies and or TV shows and I pretend to know what I'm saying and or doing. How are you this week? I know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, that girl, that bitch, just missed a week. And you are right. I didn't um, post an episode last week because it was a very busy week. And I know um, that's not an excuse, but we need, sometimes one needs a break and one gets it. And yes, I'm kind of disappointed myself, but this is not what this episode is about. So this episode is going to be, I didn't know what to make an episode about. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I, there's not many premieres coming out. I just did this biggest um, Netflix launch from this, from the last month or the last, I don't know, a few weeks and been doing pretty good. Um, you guys loved the queen, the queen's gambit and you guys love the crown I don't know what it is, but you guys loved some period drama. I noticed they're so popular on my um on my show. My show. <laughs> Please, I'm in my living room. <laughs> anyway, um, so today I thought, you know what I've been doing the last couple of weeks? I've been rewatching. I don't even endeavor in anything new. I just watch stuff that I've already watched so I can hang out, don't think, and be on my phone. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure you guys out there are like, yeah, she's right. That bitch is right. So today I'm going to bring you a few shows that I constantly rewatch and the reasons why I rewatch them and they're so rewatchable. I'm not going to, the rating or the ranking has, like the way I'm going to say them has nothing to do with how valuable or how I see them and how precious they are to me. My precious. That was very bad. I'm sorry. But um, it has nothing to do. I'm just going to... I'm blurring them out, blah, 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 and just saying them. So uh, I'm going to start. I've divided them in two categories because I found myself, I found myself angsting for the drama. And most of them, obviously, the, the genre that everybody keeps listening, rewatching and rewatching is the sitcom. Many people um, in November and October, the Gilmore Girls producers get their money back, uh, but not me. I'm not a Gilmore girl. I mean, people... I've been, I've heard before that I, that I remind them of Rory. I, um, I don't see it. I've heard that it was my nickname for a while, Rory, in one of my previous jobs. If you know me in real life, you're probably a bit thinking like she's lying. And I probably, I'm not lying, but it feels like I am. So no, Gilmore Girls not going to be on my list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my friends that are very, uh, they're fans of them, but I just, I'm, I don't vibe with that show as much. The boys are written so badly. The men are written horribly and the girls are, I don't even, I'm not gonna. The dialogue is really clever. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hear, I'm not gonna do a review on Gilmore Girls. Don't push me. Stop pushing me. I'm not gonna talk about Gilmore Girls anymore. I divided them into two genres. One is a sitcom because it's really rewatchable and yeah, stuff happens, but you don't really care. And then the other one is the, um, I don't want to go with genre, uh, with gender, because it's not female, like, it's, I guess they are female-driven shows, female drama, but that sounds horrible as well. Um, it's like lipstick drama, because it's all about the, I mean, to be honest, that's not true. So, <laughs> So we're changing everything completely. Um, no, one of them is sitcoms and the other one is just female storylines. P- 
pink oh my god jesus christ the gender i'm so sorry i'm i know better i had a few classes in gender studies in uh, in my masters i'm sorry they're just like the what society would view as feminine girlish uh, miss mojo content um i'm gonna talk about it later anyway but you know the stuff that primarily according to statistics females or people who identify as a female watch it's very very difficult to be um, politically correct in in media have you noticed that it's very difficult oh i'm talking about that congratulations to elliot elliot page Uh, i've talked about elliot previously before um he came out as a trans man and I didn't, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Elliot professionally, but you know, go for him. Good for him. In this podcast, we support that kind of thing. It's really difficult as well as an actor um, to come out. It's, it's a new area for everybody. People are daring now to come out and be their own selves and be happy, <laughs> which obviously they deserve. So it's a bit tricky for all of us and for producers and for them to know their place, um, how they want to develop themselves professionally as an actor. So I'm excited. Um, Elliot is going to keep playing Vanya in the Umbrella Academy. Vanya is a cis woman. So um, apparently they don't have any changes for the character. So Elliot, if he continues to play the role, is going to play as a woman. So I don't know. I'm just very interested to see how it all develops and how he does in his career. Anyway, um, let's jump into that witch of rewatchable content that I'm about to give you. I'm going to give you so much content. You cannot, you're going to be so full by the end. You're going to be like, no dessert, please. I'm going to be giving you dessert. I'm your grandma. I'm your grandma now. I'm going to give you so much content. You're going to be like, stop. I'm getting away for the holidays. Who cares? The holidays are to be with your family. If you eat, you eat, girl get over it, oh boy, or identity, <laughs> or whatever, let's go, oh my god, politically correctness once again, let's just start with a list, let's go with number one, which has nothing to do with the ranking, I've already talked about it, so the first one I'm going to talk about is Fleabag, this belongs to the category of um, what society views as a usually, uh, as a project usually viewed by female audience, the the b the a category okay we're not gonna we're not even gonna label them the a category um we're gonna talk about fleabag if you haven't heard did i even review fleabag i think it's such a thing that's just for me that i haven't um fleabag is a show the creator is phoebe waller bridge also stars phoebe waller bridge and it's written by phoebe waller bridge (laughs) um The description of the show on IMDb says a comedy series adapted from the award-winning play about a young woman trying to cope with life in London whilst coming to terms with a recent tragedy. Now, this is not a very accurate representation of life in London because this family has money and I've lived in London and it's not like that, but still, it's cool. It's cool. So, uh, like I said, Phoebe Waller-Bridge plays Fleabag. There's not a name for the character. She's the main character. She's Fleabag. We're over it. Her sister Claire is played by C.N. Clifford. Um, then we have the Godmother, doesn't have a name either, played by Olivia Coleman, iconic um, character. Then we have Boo, who's played by Jenny Rainsford. The dad is played by Bill Patterson. And the most important character, I'm kidding, Harry um, is played by Hugh Skinner, who is the younger version of Colin Firth on Mamma Mia, here we go again, too. And then we have the priest. 
Probably if you've been scrolling through TikTok, I don't think we have the same algorithm, but if we're scrolling through TikTok and you see a priest being sexy and you're like confused, it's him. Um, Andrew Scott plays the priest. He's an Irish guy. First of all, he's Irish. Everybody take a seat. Everybody breathe in. He's Irish. Yes. Mm -mm -mm. I love it. I love the accent. Um, he plays the priest. I'm not going to lie to you. He's a very sexy priest. I won't give spoilers in this kind of list because it's not worth it. This is supposed to encourage you to guys to watch something new or rewatch something you've already seen. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge is not only the star, written, the creator and the, you know, uh, writer and star of the show. Um, he also has written for other shows that you might know, like Killing Eve or the newest movie um, of James Bond, which... I haven't seen late like yet, have you? Because I don't. But it's a very iconic um, point of view. Like the, she looks at the camera. She breaks the fourth wall constantly in the show, so she talks directly to you. She has very dry, witty humor, which is really British, to be honest. And she deals with fucking life, like we all do. And why do I rewatch this? Because you relate so much to that character. There's two seasons of this. The second season is better in my opinion, but obviously everybody, you know, it was, everything was there for a reason. Um, it's very rewatchable because the dialogue is so entertained. Like there's nothing, not a beat being missed. She's very, Phoebe Waller-Bridge writes very good comedy um, and very good female characters. So in this show, there's a lot of rhythm that constantly happens with the editing and with the um with the cutting well it's kind of the same thing but her looking at the camera the 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 acting of everybody and she constantly breaking the fourth wall it's um good stuff good stuff okay um let's continue because i've noticed my episodes are so fucking long that people give up and i understand i give up all the time that's my favorite hobby so i'm trying to keep it short <laughs> let's go to the next project um, the next project is girls. We're still in the category of uh, probably mostly um, girls-driven storylines. And girls, I understand not everybody is a fan of the show. I am in secret. Secret, it's a secret, not anybody. Um, girls is a show that came out in 2012, so it was a long time ago. It ended in 2017, so they have more seasons. I think they have like six seasons in comparison with uh, Fleabag. So this is not a show that I've completely, I, I have completely rewatched from the beginning to end because eventually I stop. But it's a show that I rewatch episodes of constantly. Now, I'm going to read the description of the show. A comedy about the experiences of a group of girls in their early 20s. You don't need to know fucking more. You don't need to know. Um, and this show and the one I'm going to talk about next are hand in hand. Kind of the same thing. Can't formula. Still works. So the creator is Lena Dunham. The star is Lena Dunham. <laughs> and most of the episodes are written by Lena Dunham. This is not the same situation as with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, Lena Dunham doesn't have the same. I mean, I don't care for her. I've heard many r rumors and I guess it's been confirmed. I'm, I'm not in it. I'm not in it to win it. I don't know what people mostly talk about her, but I think she's been um, labeled a sexual predator or like kind of sexual assault. I don't know. Um, she's still out there. Obviously, everybody is. A Me Too movement is, well, it doesn't matter. Um, so I don't know. I'm just going to leave that out of the way because I don't know enough to talk about it. 
So girls, I'm just going to focus on the project because I enjoy watching it. But the reason I rewatch it. So I'm going to talk about the cast because this is important. Hannah Horvath is kind of the protagonist, but they're all girls. So they're all the protagonist. Duh. Lena Dunham is Hannah Horvath. Alison Williams is Marnie Michaels. I just noticed that they all start with this. Then their name and the last name all start with the same letter. <laughs> uh, Jessa Johansson. Oh my goodness. It's played by Jemima, Jemima Kirk. Jemima Kirk, listen to me. She is an inspiration. She is out there. Um, if you don't know who she is, she hasn't. She chooses her projects very carefully. She originally started working with Lena Dunham back in 2010 when they did a film called Tiny Furniture. And she starred in it. And it was written and I think directed by Lena Dunham. So they've been friends for a while. She... Jemima Kirk is so great. She's good looking. She's the girl in the in the video of Dusk Till Dawn from Zane. Zayn? What do you, how do you pronounce that guy's name? Zayn. 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 You know, that guy from One Direction. And she is gorgeous. She is, she was born in London, but she was raised in New York City. But she has a British accent, but, you know, she's all about that New York life. She has so many tattoos. They're amazing. She She's gorgeous. The eyebrows and she knows she's gorgeous, which is great. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop talking about Jemima. Then we have Adam Sackler, who's played by guess what? Guess, oh my God, it's coming! It's coming! Adam Driver. <laughs> what? <gasps> yeah. Um. I got. I. I met Adam Driver in my life. In my life's journey, not in real life. I mean, watching this show. So I was like, "Who's that good-looking guy?" <laughs> he's so tall, and his nose is so big. I love big noses, by the way. If you didn't know, welcome. Um. I. I've always been a fan of Adam Driver because I watched him in Girls. And you can see him without a shirt on. I'm not going to objectify him just like that. He's a great actor. In this, he does an amazing role. And you fall in love with his character. I think his character is one of the most enchanting, most complicated and disgusting, to be honest, characters I've ever seen. He's doing pretty good for himself. Adam Driver, I don't know if you know him. He's an iconic um, Oscar-nominated actor now. <laughs> um, yeah, he's great. I'm so glad that he got his role in Girls because he has been doing Girls since 2010. So it was kind of his first main roles. He wasn't supposed to be for the long run. He's in there for many seasons, but he wasn't supposed to. He was to be, supposed to be there for like a few episodes, but he stayed. He stayed, stayed. And he changed my life completely. You see him grow. You see him find his hairstyle. And that's something that you cannot put a price on. Shohana, Shoshana Shapiro is played by Zuzia Mamet. Zuzia, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing those names right, I gotta say. Zuzia Mamet has done a few stuff. Has done a few stuff. Has done a few things. I saw her in, um, um, what's that called? In Mad Men. She's in a few episodes of it. She plays Joyce. I think she's a lesbian. In the, I I'm not quite sure. And she's done a few things. She's been in a few shows. And she's great. <laughs> I don't know. She's in The Flight Attendant. I haven't seen that TV show. But everybody's talking about The Flight Attendant. And I'm quite, kind of very interested in, in the show. Because it sounds amazing. So I have to re review that next. And then other people, Andrew Rannells in, in this playing Elijah. Andrew 
Andrew Ronalds. Ronalds? Ronalds. I'm so sorry. I know most of my audience is American. I have no idea what I'm saying. Um, Andrew Ronalds is in this. He plays um, best friend from the girls. He's one of the girls because at the end, the um, the storylines develop more also to him. He's been in a ton of stuff. It, he's very um, famous in Broadway. Like he mostly sings. He's in How I Met Your Mother. He plays Darren. I've, I don't remember his role at all. But he does, um, I don't remember the name, but he was in Broadway and he did the, um, oh, fuck my life. I'm so sorry. Um, the Book of Mormon, he was in this. He sings. He was also in, I don't know if he won a Tony for, oh my God, what's that? Okay, so I'm going to sing a song of the, of the musical. Please don't hate me. This The music, the song that I'm remembering is, Five Jews in a room, bitching, bitching. Five rooms in a room, bitching. Damn it. <laughs> you might, you guys must think I'm crazy. I promise you, I'm not crazy. Anyway, he also does a lot of voice overs or voice acting for Big Mouth. He was the voice of Andrew. Oh, no, wait, that's his name. Matthew. Um, he's like the sassy gay character there's not that many characters in in big mouth oh damn it i wish i remember the name <gasps> wait sti stiletto stiletto H how you <laughs> falsettos stop it falsetto i think the 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 show was called falsetto oh my god somebody's gonna kill me i promise you if i had a fucking assistant if I had an assistant, falsettos. It's a musical. I have it. Yes. Yeah. And he plays the male lover wizard. They have a song. It's amazing about them arguing about the relationship. But also, there's the the song called Five Jews in a Room Bitching, Bitching. So I'm not, I'm not crazy. It exists. Um. <laughs> Anyway, after all that embarrassment and having to look um, and all that chaoticness, let's continue on to our next show. So, girls, you got to rewatch it. Also, there's some episodes you can watch on their own. To be honest, I just watched it because Adam Driver and also the acting is very good. And also, they make fun. There's not one character you like. Get ready for it. Because even though in Fleabag you're rooting for her and you like her, in Girls, you don't fucking care. You hate everybody. They're all horrible people other than Adam Sackler. And he also has his moments. I'm not telling, I mean, it shouldn't discourage you not to watch a show. They're young, they make mistakes, but they're all horrible people. All of them are. And at the end of the show, that's what it's all about. So if they everything gets fucked up or um, something goes wrong, and you've already seen it, so you're like, I remember this episode, they all suck, and you move on. Now we're going to talk about another um, show that has been recently very popular, and people have realized that everybody sucks as well. Sex and the City. <laughs> this show, I have to rewatch it this year. Um, obviously started in 1998 till 2004. Many, many seasons. Almost 100 episodes, not quite. It was created by Darren Starr, and it stars, um, I'm going to tell you, although you already know, Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw, Kim Cattrall as Samantha Jones, Kristen Davis as Charlotte York, Cynthia Nixon as Miranda Hobbs, um, and other people, and Chris North basically as Mr. Big, the iconic Mr. Big, who is a piece of shit. Now, 
Why do you rewatch Sex in the City? The nostalgia. Once again, they all suck. Everybody sucks. Have you noticed this? I don't know who writes these characters, but they suck. But also very important. It encapsulated the the 90s, the end of the 90s, beginning of 2000s so well. In the clothes, in the attitude, in the music, in the storylines. It's it's the 2000s in a bottle. It's the 90s in a bottle. You're gonna rob me the wrong way. Um, and you can just make fun of them because we're in 2020, almost 2021, and we've learned shit. Let me drink my coffee. Hold on. Mm. we've learned many things since the 90s and the 2000s and we know now so much better all the things although groundbreaking for the time not gonna lie this show is just it ages very poorly but also it's just a little time machine it takes you back to a simpler time where I was a child watching it, I didn't understand anything. Did I watch it as a child? Yes. Did my mom stop me? Oh, absolutely not. The outfits. Now, you're watching this, you're on your phone, so you don't pay attention to the storylines. Yeah, some people have sex, <clears throat> but what is iconic is the looks. The looks of everybody. Samantha is just the only one who held up. I gotta, I'm not gonna lie, but Sorry, Jessica Parker's looks. Some of them are illegal. And also still, she spent so much money. Like we saw her spending so much money for shoes and they all were so ugly. I hate shoes. Don't ever buy me shoes. I will spit on you. So I'm, I cannot speak for the shoe community, but the shoe work, I guess every outfit was okay. But when you put them together, it was disgusting. But also, she had the body, yada yada, to do whatever she wanted. And she completely did. I'm not going to lie. She did. She did. And <sighs> Mr. Big, listen. Do I find Chris not attractive? Yes. Am I proud? No. Chris North is Mr. Big, by the way. Because I don't know if anybody knows about him. I mean, he's done other stuff, so he's all right, but... I haven't seen him in other stuff. I find him attractive because he's an asshole. Now, yes, I'm talking about the Draco Malfoy um, of it all. He's an asshole, therefore you, he's attractive. It is uh, strictly connected. It is unfair. And it shouldn't be like this, but it is. Also, he's very tall. Also, that sarcasm, jokesy way of making fun of her and calling her kid, I'm out, I'm out the window. I'm out the window. You can't do that to me. I'll be done. I'll be gone. If you tell me such a thing, I'll be gone. Hey, kid, I'm out. Adam Sackler, so Adam Driver's character, also does that in Girls. Do I have a type? Perhaps. Tall, big nose, um, dark hair, calls me kid. He thinks he knows better than me. Has a, I don't know, what else? Strong eyebrows. Something on with the hair. I don't know. Yeah. I have a problem, but this is not what it's all about. This is not what the podcast is about. Jesus. Yeah, it just made me realize something about myself. So, um, yeah, this is the first category. The second category is going to be easier. It's going to be much more lighthearted, lighthearted. Um, we're going to be category B, sitcoms. And 
I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not including Parks and Rec. I'm not including The Office. I'm not including um, The Good Place, I guess you could consider it, that people rewatch it, although it's too new. It's too new for their purposes. Um, I'm not including How I Met Your Mother because this show, that show is disgusting and it ages disgustingly and it is disgusting. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I'm not going to include any of that. All right, I'm just going to tell you right away. Parks and Ray out the window. The Office out the window. Um, I already forgot all the other. Uh, your Mother out the window. So, yes, it's going to be sitcoms. And they're also very popular. Don't get me wrong. Like, you're going to know them. But not those ones. Because those ones, they've been done. They've been pre- I mean, the ones I'm going to tell you also have been done. But not as much. They're like rare steak. Some, a little. But still, there's some blood left on those juicy juicy shows for some rewatch action so let's just jump right there see see what we can find okay category b category is rupaul's rat race best friend but okay so category b i'm gonna start with a show um that kind of meets in the middle of category category a and category b um, but it's still a sitcom. New girl. Who's that girl? It's Jess. Um, new girl came out in 2011. So, I mean, it's still pretty new. And it was created by Elizabeth Merriweather. Now I'm going to read the description. I'm sure you've heard about it, but still. After a bad breakup, Jess, an offbeat young woman, moves into an apartment loft with three single men. Although they find her behavior very unusual, the men support her most of the time. <laughs> um, this show surprised everybody when it came out. It's still it's still so good though because this show is still re- like it's still relevant. It's not as old, so it doesn't age as bad. So we're gonna talk about the cast. So Jessica Day was the protagonist, is played by Zoe de Chanel. Zoe de Chanel, you know, because she is in she's summer in Five Hundred Days of Summer. She was in Almost Famous. She was. She's the sister of the girl from uh, Bones, so that you know. She also is in the band She and Him. She is the iconic, quirky persona that you want. Then she is in the movie Elf. If you're this Christmas looking for a movie to see her in, she's in it. Then she is in... I don't know. Um, yeah, and Bones? What? Oh, she's in Bones. That's cute. With her sister. <laughs> um, yeah, she... Mostly... The good girl she's been... Um, Jesus Christ, in Frasier. In, 20, in 2002. Jesus. Okay, no, now I'm back. I'm back. Um, but yeah, new girl. Um, she and him. She's dating one of the Property Brothers, by the way. Did you guys know this? Are they married? No, that's crazy. <gasps> Let's start that rumor. <laughs> They're very happy, though. Like, they look very happy. Anyway, so we just know. Then we have Nick Miller, played by Jake Johnson. Another guy who treats her like a kid who thinks that he can show her something. So I love Nick Miller. Also, TikTok loves Nick Miller. And the acting, the, the comedic... Okay, let's talk about it later. Schmid plays by Max Grant Greenfield. Now, if you look at Max Greenfield, you don't see much. <laughs> he is another white boy and we know it but he also knows it and that's what is great about it because he knows and that's the character he plays in the show but still lovable so 
he's also um he does a small role in the big short he plays a mortgage broker but he does voices in bojack horseman and bulbs burgers um and she's been in veronica mars so she's been in a few things but i just listen the 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 acting the, uh, uh, okay continue cc parikh is played by hannah simone cc is jessica day's best friend by the way i didn't mention her but you know, Winston Bishop played by Lamorne Morris, and then coach played by um, Damon, Damon, sorry, Jesus Christ, sorry guys, Damon Wayans Jr. Now, I could go on and on, but you know, might be of a spoiler, so these are the originals, the OGs, and the comedic, so the first, the best thing about this is the script, obviously, so shout out to the writers of the show, mostly Elizabeth Merriweather because she was also the creator but um everybody else they did such a good job like this is a hilarious show it gets better like the show went through so many things because um Joey Chanel got pregnant I think in the middle of it or a few times and the pregnancy was a bit too harsh so she was she wasn't in a few of the episodes but the show was still fucking funny without her even though she's like the new girl Wait, she's that's just it doesn't matter. She's the girl in New Girl. So at the end of the, like the the title doesn't make sense anymore after like second season because they're all such lovable characters and they're all so funny in the the crazy energy. The vibes are immaculate, first of all, and it doesn't age poorly at all. I mean, it's twenty eleven, but still, it's so nice. It's like how you want straight men to behave like. <laughs> we know they don't um it's just nick miller is just iconic he's my hero there's my neighbor again um and schmidt is a revelation there's a scene oh i don't i can't say much it's on tiktok um there's a trend going on in tiktok with like videos that leave rent free in your head or like segments or like quotes or pictures or movies and there's so many about Schmidt or Nick Miller. They're hilarious. So it is Chanel is not even the funniest thing on it. It's just the boys. The boys, they're so fun. The other day, a friend of mine, um, I did, I mean, I was rewatching New Girl this year. And then I was done with it. And then eventually I was I was all doing my own business. I don't know what I was doing. And then she wrote me, you remind me so much of Jessica Day in New Girl. And I was like, Shout out to Isabel, who was the one who wrote me that. I was like, what the fuck? I felt so honored. And I was like, tell me more right now. She's like, yeah, I don't know how you say it. Like, all the things you say, all the things you say, all the things you say, I done it in my head, done it in And a little tattoo for you. No, she, she said, all the things that you say and how you say them and how you are. I don't dress like that, by the way. No, But um, I was like, thank you. I didn't feel it was a compliment. I said I took it as a compliment. I don't know. I just thought it was a very nice thing to say because I love Jessica Day. And I wanted to be Jessica Day when I started watching this in 2011 when I was a teenager. Yes, I wanted to be so de Chanel. Everybody wanted to be so de Chanel. If you're a straight man in the in your 50s, you also want to be just so de Chanel's. You want those eyes. Those blue eyes. Are you kidding me, everybody? I would die for those. I would... Kill, sorry, I, would kill, I wouldn't die for them, but I would kill for them. Those eyes are gorgeous. That's something else. Um, and Nick Miller, iconic. And he has this, like, they're all so flawed. They all suck. They all have their thing. Nick Miller is 
I don't know. They just went with such great characters. I don't know what to say. I, it's a great show. You can rewatch it. It's good. I love it. Now I'm going to sip some of my coffee. Hold on. Mm. Now the next one, everybody knows. I have the feeling everybody knows it, but nobody talks about it. Like, they just take it for granted. We do not take Brooklyn Nine-Nine for granted in this house. Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, follows the exploits of hilarious det detective Jake Peralta and his diverse, lovable colleagues as they police the New York NYPD's 99 precinct. The code word in this description is diverse. Listen, this cast is so great. Gonna talk about them. No, Detective Peralta is played by Andy Samberg, whom we love. Great nose. <laughs> Sorry. Rosa Diaz is played by Stephanie Beatriz. Terry Jeffords is played by Terry Crews. I don't know if he wanted to have his same name. Amy Santiago is played by Melissa Fumero. Charles Boyles. <laughs> Charles Boyle is played by Joe Lotruglio. Sorry. Raymond Hold. Iconic. It's played by Andre Bro. Oh, stop it. Guys, Andre Broher. Broger. Broger. Hitchcock, played by Derek Blocker. Scully, played by Joe McKinnon Mella. Gina Linetti, played by Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> Gina Linetti, played by. Um, hold on, let me find it. Um, Gina Linetti played by Chelsea Peretti. Um, and then other people that I can't mention because it's a spoiler. Um, this, there's Latino girls. There's black, beautiful people. There's, um, old people. To be honest, ageism is a thing. There's not many old people unless they're, well, they are making fun of them, to be honest. You know what? Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Um, <laughs> everybody kind of is almost representative here. I mean, um, it's not a spoiler, but it is so like skip if you want. Rosa Diaz, I think, is one of the first characters, if not the first character in a sitcom, who comes out as bisexual. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, as bisexual, and I think the actress also came out as bisexual. I don't know. I just have the feeling that they nurture this show so much and they bring from their personal lives so much more to the character. Um, just like Rosa Diaz is bisexual, I, it might have been Stephanie Beatriz's idea. Um, definitely Jake Peralta and Andy Samberg. I don't know if they're similar, but I don't know. I just have the feeling they have so much freedom. Maybe it's not true, but it just feels like they are playing the character how they want them. And they're being just dumb. They're just being dumb. They're having so much fun. And they're like the team is great, and it's very, it's one of the most diverse sitcoms out there, to be honest. Um, I cannot think of one, but to be honest, I don't watch that many sitcoms, I don't like them. <laughs> like, although, even I shouldn't say I don't like sitcoms, it's just you know, all the stories that's why they're called sitcoms, they're always tropes, and you always know that there's gonna be three. Three storylines divided, A, B, and C. Uh, the C one is going to be really small. The B one is half, and the A is going to take most of the episode. And they keep changing the characters, interrupt, like interacting with each other. Um, it all go, goes back to the, to the Bible of the TV show. And that's basically like a, 
like a handbook. I mean, I'm going to look at who created this. So um, Brooklyn and I is created by Dan Gore and Michael Schur. I think they done, they've done a few sitcoms. Of them. They've um, done stuff before. What a, bi- what a Bible would be basically is Dan Gore, Gore and Michael Schur sit down and are like, okay, let's write a Bible. That is a paper or a document that the writers that are to come to write for the show can base the storylines on and always get it right. For example, in this and the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> me doing giving you a lecture. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, we know that Amy Santiago is really stuck up. She's nerd. She's a nerdy and never breaks the rules. And you know, like skills and uh, attributes of a character that they that you can always land back on. You know that Terry likes Jogurt and he's strong. And Raymond Hold is sassy but quiet. And then Jake Peralta is all over the place. He's very irresponsible, but he has a heart of gold. Hitchcock is old. Scully is old. Like. And then, then start with the relationships. Like, for example, Jake Peralta um, makes fun of Amy Santiago. Um, Rosa is angry at everybody. Charles Boyles, whatever. Like, that kind of stuff. So that is all included in the Bible so that the writers or the head writers or the creators of the show have something to look back on. And it's always a dynamic that repeats almost in every episode. So um, the writers who join the show later, they can base their storylines and their scripts. If they come as new, you know, they, maybe they don't know the characters. So they can always read the Bible and know how, what character behaves and with whom they have something going on and their relationships and their attitude towards certain actions. Would they do that? Would they not? That's what a TV Bible or the TV show Bible would include. <laughs> Great. Um, you owe me a thousand pounds because that's what I learned in my master's. Um, and that's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> um, it's a great show. It's not done yet. It has over 100 episodes. It's not done yet. We can't wait. I think it's not done yet. Most of it, like all the shows that I've mentioned have like have finished. So that, you know, I forgot to say that. God damn it. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine is not done. All of them are done, and the one I'm gonna mention next as well, other than Brooklyn Nine Nine. So the next episode, uh, the next sitcom, and this has a close place. Wait, I have to drink coffee. Mm. This has a special place in my heart. I know this is so predictable. Modern Family. <laughs> You're already rolling your eyes. I can hear it. Do it quieter. Um, Modern Family is a sitcom that came out in 2009 and finished this year in 2020. And I'm going to read the description. Three different but related families face trials and tribulations in their own uniquely comedic way. Um, creators Stephen Levitan and Christopher Lloyd, which I have the feeling they've done a few things. The cast includes Ed O'Neill as Jay Pridget, Sofia Vergara, you've heard about her, as Gloria Delgado Pridget, Julie Bowen as Claire Dunphy, Ty Burrell, I'm in love with him, as Phil Dunphy, also in love with him, best guy, best dad ever, in love with him, please be the father of my children. G's Tyler Ferguson played Mitchell Pridget, um, Eric Stone Street <laughs> playing Cameron Tucker, that was my mother's favorite character. Rico... Rico. Rico Rodriguez, played by Manny Delgado. Nope. Manny Delgado, played by Rico Rodriguez. Great. Nice one. Uh, Luke Dunphy, played by Nolan Gold. Haley Dunphy, played by Sarah Highland. Alex Dunphy, listen, 
it's, there's many things. Um, by Ariel Winter, Lily Tucker Pridget, played by Aubrey Anderson Emmons. What is what's what what's with these guys and so many like third base names? I'm exhausted. And that's it. And Jeremy Maguire, who plays Joe Bridget, but that comes later. I just spoiled it for you. There you go. Um, this show, like you see, I mean, from 2009 to 2020. But even though, you know how in the shows, when they go on too long, they suck? Not this one. Not this one. This show is so funny to watch from the beginning on. I remember when it came out, my mom loved it. <laughs> my mom loved this show so much. Um, she had so much fun watching it. She la- well, She. I mean, to be honest, she also loved The Big Bang Theory, which questionable. I hate that. But Modern Family, she was a big fan of. And I have the thing everybody likes it. I have the thing everybody gets along with it. I watch it, obviously, she used to watch it in Spanish, but I watch it in English now. Um, and there's so many jokes. The good thing about rewatching a show is you can pay attention to certain things. And... and you don't miss as many there's so many jokes that like or background things that they add to the to the episode it looks like a normal sitcom but when you pay attention it's so cleverly written there's so many shows that like are just a sitcom and they play off the characters and situations because that's what sitcoms are that's where the name comes from situational comedies at least i think so um and in this case it's not only the situation but how they show it on screen, which is the next step, if I, in my opinion. Like the jokes, they, the, the script is so cleverly written as well. All the jokes you see on screen, um, I don't know, of the background or... It's just so cleverly. Like like um, wordplay as well that you wouldn't catch maybe if you watch it at first. And yes, there's so many people, like there's so many people in this cast, but it still somehow fucking works. I don't know how. But obviously, I mentioned before, there's always a storyline A, B, and C. And in this case, it's, I mean, it's not always divided by families. Because I mentioned there was like three um, different but related families. It's not always one family A, one family B, one family C. They always mix and match as well. Like someone from one family is going to help the other one, was going to help the other one. They they mostly never um, stay within their families, although sometimes they do. But I don't think maybe they did it on purpose. It's much easier to write um, shows for three already divided groups of people if they're always going to divide an ABC, which is the this, the formula for a sitcom. I don't know. I just thought that's really clever as well. It's already like it was so easy to produce. Just get three different groups of people and somehow connected in a way, and they're all related, so they all have to spend time with each other eventually. And they are some tons of situations that they can get involved when also they have so many different ages like there's children that turn into teenagers there's older people and there's like adults um so you can play of any fucking situation you can think of you know what i mean like go crazy go balls every like everything is open then also every character brings their own thing to the table which would be included in the tv bible tv show bible like for example so we sofia vergara being from Colombia, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's a joke every time. Um, and then Jay being old, like, <laughs> is this? it's very easy to write for that kind of show because there's so many things to play with. If you get five white people who live in an apartment, 
or five friends who never meet because they're always working, how are you going to write a com like a sitcom? They have to be in, um, in the same place, which, um, I mean, Abby, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm probably sure you have, but sitcoms always take place in one place. Like New Girls always in an apartment. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in a, in a precinct. And, and funny enough, in the showbiz, what they call this place where all the sitcom takes place, it's the precinct. It's just precinct. For example, in Modern Family, the house, I mean, there's three different because they have three different families, but it's their houses. So the, the their houses are the precincts. Or um, um, let me think about something else. Parks and Recreation, their office is the precinct. Everything happens in there. They get married in there. You know what I mean? It's like, that's next level. Obviously, it's cheaper because it's a studio. And this kind of formula and sitcoms are made for shows that are going to last a long time. Um, and that you can make episode after episode and never be bored. Like in Modern Family, it's a good example of that. Um, so it's as cheaper to produce as possible. Because with time, you're going to have to pay actors much more. <laughs> like with, like in The Big Bang Theory. That's also the apartment from Penny and the apartment from the other guys. They're also the precincts of the show. Am I talking too much about media um, and t TV production and stuff, format? I don't know. But so that you know, that's what sitcoms, that's how sitcoms are made of. I think you're going to, I think I Modern Family, seriously, people take it for granted. I could watch the show. I'm rewatching it right now as we speak. I have the TV on. No, I'm kidding. But um, I do watch it when I come home now because I'm tired. I don't want to think about it. And it makes me in such a good mood. And I'm excited to go see my family um, at the end of the year if I'm still allowed. Knock on wood. Um, and Modern Family makes me in the mood and makes me less anxious about being an adult. So I love Modern Family. I stand by it. I hope you enjoyed this um, episode. <laughs> Basically, of me giving you a little lecture on TV formats, mostly sitcoms, how they're produced and why and how they're written. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Go check out my Instagram at Sarcastic Dimples. That's my personal one or my professional one, Review Without a Podcast. <clears throat> or write me an email at reviewwithoutacost at gmail.com or sponsor me on patreon.com slash reviewwithoutacost. Um, or don't, don't do any of those things. That's also cool. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. I'll hear you. You'll hear me next week. Yeah. Bye.